Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom, and welcome to another exciting episode of So Frail Conversations. And as you've seen from the title, today we are kind of continuing in a religious vein. The reason why I want to continue in this vein is I want to go ahead and get it out the way. I don't want to come off like a, a bitter baby daddy with the shit. Like, I'm still on it, still dwelling, but I want to give a clear, concise expression of myself because I I don't, I haven't, I mean, I listen to old episodes, but um, I, I don't, I know that in episodes it could be sporadic, you know, sometimes it can be, you know, oh, he's talking about religion again. Oh, he's talking about this. Why is this so important? Why is he so pressed about religion? Why he keep, it's not that I'm pressed about it, but I know the depths of what religion has on my people. And I know that it's our men who are supposed to break it and they can't, we can't because we don't understand certain shit. So that's why I'm adamant about it. And I stay on our heads because I got to be, well, I ain't got to be the one. I'm a person who has the capacity to decipher it, break down and disseminate information very pretty fast. You feel me? And so I'm pretty much just leveraging my ability as a messenger at this point to, you know, realign our brothers. But anywho, as you've seen from the title, we're going to be talking about religious men. The reason why, and if you are a religious man, um, y'all know how I talk. So if you're sensitive or if you feel, if you're going to, if you're sensitive or if you have a thumb or finger that is itchy to uh, report some shit. Um, if you are prone to try to cancel motherfuckers, just go ahead and skip this one, bro. Out of 250 plus episodes, just let this one go over your head. Just let this one be. I mean, you can skip it. I'm giving you fair warning right now because I'm not holding back at this level. Y'all can tell I haven't been, but... There's certain shit like we're men now. We've been men, but y'all ain't boys, and I don't need to address us like that. This conversation, this conversation has nothing to do with my spousal energy, has nothing to do with my fraternal energy, has everything to do with my paternal energy. Which means, in this regard, I am only speaking to my peers. Not my peers, I'm serious. I'm only speaking to the elders. As an elder. And I get it. Well, see, you ain't lived long enough to be no motherfucking elder. I've experienced enough to be an elder. And that's what people don't understand. Experience. Imagine in my 33 years of life, I have more experience than a motherfucker who's lived twice my time. There's a problem there. There's a problem there. And I get it. You know, experience is relative. Duh. It is. But at the same time, it's what you gain out of experience. There's no way I should be able to gain what I've gained out of experiences and the men around me, the men that I know, or the men that were supposed to be guiding me couldn't. Because in the times of me, like I like you were in my vicinity, how the fuck did you not absorb it? And I was able to find it, absorb it, assimilate it, mutate it, transmute it, and grow it. You feel me? There's levels to it. And the determining factors because the religion. Religious men are not creators. Religious men are not creative. Religious men, the most that they are 
in their highest capacities, prayer warriors and pacifiers and energy redirectors, right? A lot of us be thinking that, you know, there's a difference between a peacemaker and an energy redirector. And a lot of us as religious men, that's what we become, energy redirectors, right? But we redirect the energy in a way in which it doesn't benefit us. And then it benefits our oppression. It's been like that since we've taken on religions. You feel me? And I know you hear things about, you know, our ancestors practice religion too. What about, my ain't that your religion? No, it's not. It's my spiritual practice. A religious system and a spiritual system are not the same. As we know, religion means to bind, to tie back. You feel me? If religion means to bind, to tie back, you have a system that's designed to bind versus a system that's designed to bring balance. Which one do you think I'm going to follow? Which one do you think I'm going to practice? Because only one of those things are going to set me free and the other one is going to leave me stationary. Bars. And as men, we need to understand that. This is why I talked about our spiritual practices in previous social conversation where I'm like, y'all, we only follow the practice. We only we follow the religion that vagina we came out of and the vagina we're going in. And the reason why that's so dangerous is because we're taught to go in so many different vaginas. And we still never take a moment to learn our own spiritual practice of what it is to be spiritually sound as a man. Because we don't even know what it is to be religiously sound as a man. Because even being religiously sound as a man, we end up submitting to men. It's all about hierarchy and not, you know, the ecosystem of life. But it starts because of religious men. Everybody say they hate patriarchy, but they don't want to break the mold of religion. But before I dive heavy into that, be sure to follow me on Instagram, underscore, just underscore, C underscore. Be sure to check out my website at IamJustSeen.com to get all things that are just seen. To all those who tip, donate, and sponsor the podcast, you are you are greatly appreciated. To all those who would like to tip, donate, and sponsor the podcast, you are you can do so, sorry, by clicking the link in the description of the podcast. Not this episode, but the podcast itself. And as always, Cash App and PayPal are just fine. You know the vibes, that's that for this and that's this for that. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back to So Frail Conversations, Religious Men. And don't forget to visit IamJustSeen.com. There, you can get all things Just Seen. You want to add the So Frail series to your library? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to learn how to master the markets for serious trading and investing? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to get your hands on some exclusive merch like tees, hoodies, coffee mugs, hats, bags? Visit IamJustSeen.com. Are you thinking about transitioning into the plant-based lifestyle? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You ever want to just chat with Seen about anything from simple advice to mentorship? Visit IamJustSeen.com. Anything and everything that is me, you can find at IamJustSeen.com. So take a quick peek into my world to see why being just seen is nothing less but always more. Because you never really know what you need until you see it. And you will never see it unless you visit IamJustSeen.com. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Can't without further ado, we're going to get started. But before we get started, I'm going to give a a quick um it's not really a disclaimer but just make a quick imperative statement um i guess the cat's out the bag um you guys now know that i record these in one day (laughs) so for conversations and a profane profundity um 
Yes, this still the same code. This is technically still still the same code from Wednesday, but all this shit is recorded on the same day. So we're gonna get this done. But we're gonna act like it's a whole new day. All right. So anywho, but yeah, all of this shit gets done on the same day. All right. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so shit. Where is he at? All right, yeah, so back. So when it comes to religious man, we have to really see um we have to really take a step back and look at what it is. Me personally, I'm always going to stand on this and nobody can argue with me. Nobody can argue with me with this largely because when I make this declarative statement and when I make this statement, I'm more so speaking about myself and I'm speaking about the men, the religious men that influenced me during religion. And I think about the religious men that influenced those men in the religion that I used to be in, right? Just off of three generations. I'm not even going as far as all of us. I'm not even trying to be in a space where I'm like, yo, I'm saying all of us like, no, when I say that shit, I'm telling you right now, I'm speaking about me and my personal experience with my religion and the men in my religion. I've never met a masculine man in my religion, right? And when people say, that doesn't mean they don't exist. They that does mean they don't exist in my life. To understand masculinity, I don't think people get this. To understand masculinity the way that I do, I had to leave religion. <laughs> right? When people I talk to people all the time, right? They say, Well, you can I can't come back. You feel me? And then they'll say shit like, We need more men like you in the church. <laughs> That's the paradox. Like, that's the whole paradox right there. That's why there are no men like me in the church. Like, the need, the like, and I've, I've had people tell me shit. Like, like, I had this young bull, right? I don't know. Well, I don't really know him. I don't even know how he came to find me. But I know one day on Facebook, he had hit me up. I think he had cancer or something. He beat cancer, whatever the case may be. Little religious kid. You know, like prayer warrior, all of this shit, right? And I don't know how he found me. He hit me up, and it just randomly on um Facebook. Like we live in the same city, I guess, or whatever. So somehow he found out that I do what I do, but I don't know how because I don't really use Facebook. I only go on Facebook to screenshot memories that I can bring to Instagram to show timestamps because I'm in a revolving space right now where. My seven years, like Instagram usually show you between seven and five years. So seven years ago is when I started my entrepreneurship in 2016. And I like to go back to see all of the shit that I said here. You feel me? And I just posted it in my stories. So I happen to go onto Facebook and he sends a message. And in this message, he says, can you be my mentor? Straight up. Like, yo, he said, I respect your mind. I love the way you think. He said, can you be my mentor? So before I can answer, I don't know this little motherfucker. He ain't a little motherfucker, but you know I me. Mean? So I scroll down his page. You know, Sunday worship this, prayer that, this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. Sunday, this service was good, blah, blah, blah. I'm looking at all of this shit, and I'm like, you got a church. You got a church. This is the second time motherfuckers in the church want my out-of-the-church ass to mentor them or to be in some kind of space where they want men looking up to me. I said, they're going to leave their church if you want, like... You can't tell me to do that because they're like, nah, I want somebody like you got your head on for what? I don't fuck with that. And this is the point that I'm making. 
because it it validates it provides validity it validates my um stance on there are no religious there are no masculine men in religion you feel me because we got to look at this look at the definition of masculinity oh let me all right we already know what we at religion let's make sure we on the same thing with masculinity too y'all i know we should be because y'all on my shit <laughs> masculinity is spiritual mental and physical embodiment of the essence of analysis and deconstruction say with me guys analysis is the spiritual nah, my bad. <laughs> i'm fucking with you but for real bro, it's the spiritual mental and physical embodiment of the essence of analysis and deconstruction that's masculinity right how can you be masculine and have blind faith how can you truly be masculine and believe in anything this is one of the reasons why i gave y'all the science behind the mind belief knowledge wisdom and understanding the man in the church or the man in the mosque or whatever the case may be they are devout believers they have not crossed the antithesis yet they are afraid to imagine imagine a day so when they imagine being afraid to tap into Imagine being afraid to push your mind to understand the very thing that conceptualizes the highest form of your mind. You feel me? How the fuck are you going to protect and provide? You, see, you need permission to do so. You feel me? You got to pray every day and get permission to do so. You feel me? So when the young boy was asking me, you know, can you be my mentor? I sent them one of my podcast episodes. Now, I don't know funny shit like, yo, listen to this. Let this mentor you. But it was like, yo, listen to this and see if, you know, I sent them one of my most graphic ones where, you know, I'm talking about letting them. He's like, yo, I don't know if you listen to it or not. I can't tell. But when I sent it to him, you feel me? He responded back. He said, this is exactly what I need. But it's conflicting with me because it's like that. I, I took a step back. I said, oh, you I get you. I know where you at. <laughs> I know where you at. And then I started to remember. I started to remember the type of person that I am and I started to remember who I am again in that space. No, I'm not mentoring them, but I'm just saying <laughs> in that time, I started to remember exactly, you know, why I left that shit. Why it, like he's at the crossroads I was at where you're trying to figure out where the masculine men are in the book. Not the manly men, the masculine men, there are no masculine men in the book. Therefore, they not there aren't any masculine men in the church to that try to replicate everything that's in the book. You feel me? We still think masculinity is manliness, and that's what fucks us up. That's why when we're trying to describe, that's why we spend so much time describing masculinity. Because with masculinity, masculinity is so objective that when you present masculinity, it is what it is. We're in a space where we can be fluid. With like they got a split gender fluidity and shit. Like they got you talking about you can be fluid with your masculinity. You can't. You can't be fluid with that essence. You can be fluid with your manliness, but you can't be fluid with your masculinity. And that's why they got you fucked up because they think you you you're connecting your manliness to your masculinity. So now you you create you tie your religion to your manliness because it's like, ooh, he's a religious man. He got peace. No, he's a coward. He's a coward. He's a coward, and I'm saying this on the perspective of I am no longer the coward I was when I crossed into religion. I literally have a life of being a full gangster on paper, <laughs> on paper. I never gangbang, but you couldn't tell me different. You couldn't tell the niggas around me different. You couldn't tell the ops different. Nigga, I wasn't in the streets with these niggas, bro. I wasn't flagging, but when they ran up on me, they didn't give a fuck if you was flagging or not. They, is you with them or not? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm with these niggas. Let's do what it do.
You feel me? Then I went back and got into the religion and shit out of fear. But I got back into the religion and shit, and it made me a coward. I became a prayer warrior. I prayed all the time. I was hurt. But, like, when problems were faced, I didn't face them. See, this is where it becomes extra, extra detrimental. The natural proclivity of a man is problem solving. The natural proclivity of a man is to solve problems. It is innately wired in us as masculine beings. I don't give a fuck who you are. This is not to say, even though this is so for a conversation, this is not to say that women's natural uh, thing is to create problems. No, our natural thing in this world is to solve the problem, right? Solve the problem, right? Femininity, after the problem is solved, at the problem is solved, it redirects with the solved thing to turn what was a problem into a solution. Does that make sense? So let's say we have a circumstance where this is going to be kind of graphic, but I guess it's the metaphor. You know, I say you turn, uh, was it shit to sugar or some shit like that? Shit to honey, whatever. We're going to use that example. So the analysis and deconstruction breaks down the shit. Hypothetically, it's going to break down the shit to chemical components and say, these are the chemical components that made up the shit. What are the chemical components that make up sugar? And what are the ones that are the same within shit that equal sugar, right? The analysis and deconstruction breaks down all the shit that's in there, right? Now, the synthesis and construction, which is the femininity side, it says, okay, this is what's common within sugar. This other shit is not common. But how can we convert what's not common into what's common and turn this shit into sugar? Alchemy, of course. But that's when the problem is solved and changed. Ah, I'm going to say it like that. Masculinity solves the problem. Femininity changes it. Femininity would change the circumstance to make sure that it's not a problem again. But masculinity has to solve the problem. So as masculine men, which is what our predisposition is, we are naturally problem solvers. Religion doesn't give us the capacity to solve problems. Nobody wants to address that problem. You're a natural. You you literally go against yourself when you start taking on the religion. You ever you ever notice that the more religious a man get, the more soft he gets. People be thinking it's soft. Like, oh, that's not a bad thing. He's nestling in an old age. No, it's not. That he's nestling in an old age. He's no longer using his brain. Religion takes away his ability to analyze and deconstruct his world. Not only his ability, it takes away his desire to analyze and deconstruct his world. Why? Because he ends up becoming a prayer warrior. Like they put warrior on prayer. Like that's supposed to be some kind of good thing. I'm a prayer warrior. You're a coward. You're a coward. You do not face your problems. You do not solve your problems. And when the problems are presented to you, you hand them off. You feel me? I learned problem solving in the streets. I didn't learn it in church. Now, granted, my levels of problem solving may have been irrational, but the problems were solved. You feel me? I didn't get in beef with a nigga. Who's, I didn't get a motherfucker and say, yo, I want to fight. We're going to scrap or whatever the case may be. I didn't pray and say, Lord, make sure he doesn't want to fight me later. I said, hey, bitch, meet me where you at. See me when you see me. You better leave me there, nigga. And when we got there, we dusted each other off and went on about our motherfucking business. But the problem was solved. I didn't have to worry about it. You feel me? Like, I never realized that. But then once I got into, you know what I mean, from... Religion for me was a trauma response. I ain't even gonna hold you. And this is how it made me a coward. Most people run into religion when they're scared. Not when they actually want to. It's when they're scared. And that's when it gets fucked up. Because when you run into it when you're scared, you stay scared forever. 
You stay scared forever unless you leave that motherfucker. And for me, I didn't get back into religion until I got arrested. You feel me? That's when I like my, you know, I started actually reading a little shit my mom would buy me. Like she bought me a teen devotional Bible. And she, I ain't never read that shit, bro. I was like, man, I ain't fucking reading this shit, bro. I said, don't. I was like, man, I ain't, you know, then once I got in trouble, let me start reading this book. And then I started to read, look at the connection. When I look at the people who do, when they got back in church, it was solely because they were at a low point. Right. Then I goes back into this book that I read called The Battle for the Mind. Right. In order to change somebody's mind, trauma has to be there and you have to capitalize on the trauma that's there. You can literally programs any program anybody's mind during a traumatic space, traumatic or euphoric space. But they don't put us in euphoric spaces because trauma is so much easier to profit on. Right. Trauma is easy to profit on and control. You can't control euphoria. Euphoria is free as fuck. This is the positive. It's the opposite side. It creates joy. But you capitalize on the trauma. But everybody I know who's gotten back in church was, or gotten in the church as a whole is because of trauma, traumatic experiences. You feel me? Traumatic experiences. And in those traumatic experiences, they attached to the religion. And then they would read certain verses to pacify or to justify or to, to assuage the pain that they felt, but they never healed the pain. You feel me? Again, we're seeing, how do you know? Because... I actually talk to religious people and people, a lot of religious people, just like the regular humans out here, because of the way my energy is set up, they actually tell me the truth. They actually talk to me and actually listen to them. When people speak to me, I always get their true self. I always get their true self. I don't get the behavior. I don't get the the mask. I guess it's because I don't show my mask or whatever, but people have never given me that. You feel me? So this is how I know. When I look at the story, when people say, yeah, I got back in church. Why? Tell me your story why you got back in church. Something traumatic happened. Breakup, divorce. Well, breakup and divorce, same thing. Breakup, divorce, uh, car accidents, um, shootings, drugs. It's always you come back after it's like you had to be delivered, right? But in your mind, you have to. The reason why you have to have this religion is because the religion tells you what the highest conceptualization of your mind is, Right? If you don't believe the highest conceptualization of conceptualization of your mind is you, you will never get out of your own problems. Something will have to get you out of your own problems. So I'm tying that into how we look at religious men now because religious men now can't be masculine because for one, how do you need to, why do you need to ask permission to solve? Like when you're pro- like, I feel like this, you, every problem in your life, you have the capacity to solve. That's why I say in your life. Right. And every problem that is a problem ain't a problem in your life. It's only a problem by your mindset until you decide to solve it. Right. When something enters in your life, the problem only comes from lack of clarity or confusion. You see what I'm saying? Or the ignorance to the situation. How are you evolving? How, how do things have free reign in your life? And you have no control in that. You have no understanding of the things that have free reign in your life. That's where the problems come in. You feel me? But this is the part of walking by faith and not by sight. You just allow shit into your life. You just allow shit into your space. And so now as men, what we end up doing is we just allow problems. And then when the problems come, we know we can solve the problem. The problems be the result of the shit that we magnetize to our life. And then when the problem comes, that's not for me to solve. Yeah, it is. So we pray. And then we, you know, I'm a prayer warrior. I'm going to put it on the altar and we do nothing else. 
We do nothing else. So this is why I say we cowards. You feel me? I'm not just saying it from the physical side of it. A coward is somebody who's petrified from making progress in any point of life. They're afraid of all confrontation. Confrontation isn't always bad. I didn't say anything about conflict. I said confrontation. They're afraid of all confrontation. Masculinity cannot be afraid of confrontation because masculinity needs to be the face in needs to face confrontation in order to solve a problem. So imagine as men, we're naturally wired to solve problems. And then we go into a space where we no longer have to solve our problems. And now men want a masculine women want a masculine man who can lead, who's also a devout believer of their religion. I be telling women all the time, your relationship is going to suffer if you marry a religious man and that you're a religious woman. People be thinking men are supposed to cheat. Men are going to cheat. Men like freedom. Men don't like problems. Religion does nothing but bring, bring us problems that we can't solve. And I know people say, no, it don't. Yeah, it do. Because when problems come to you, you say, these aren't my problems. The battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. Lean not on your own understanding. Hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battles. All of which, the same motherfucker, same motherfucker. See, you just quote shit and you forget the shit that you quote so it gets convoluted and you confused in your head. Because, you feel me? They'll quote all that shit about justifying why they're a coward. You feel me? And then they'll say, when the shit gets rough, you know, somebody tell him, you know, he gives a, he gives his, the, the hardest battles go to the strongest soldiers. That's so cliche. I hate that bullshit. Motherfuckers say, yeah, I guess I am strong. I guess I am. So why are you trying to give it back to him? So that means if your deity knew that you were strong enough to take this problem and gave it to you, what you bitching for? Motherfucker, yo, you got to go put that on the altar. Oh, that's the devil. That ain't God. That's the devil. The devil busy. How you know? You can't decipher between who's who because you can't even solve your own problems. Oh, the devil created this problem and I need God to solve it. So when we do natural shit, and this keeps us from being accountable within our own shit. So in this natural world, we do shit. We do shit and we don't even pay attention to the laws of the universe. So one of the laws of the universe is two laws specifically that tie in what I'm talking about are cause and effect and the law of compensation. We literally think we could just do shit with no consequence. You feel me? Like, it, it makes no sense. We really believe that we could just do shit with absolutely no consequences. And then when the consequences come, now it's the devil. You feel me? We go into the shit. Oh, this was a good opportunity. God looked out. And then it turns to something bad. Like, you can't see how all of this was something that you magnetized within you? No, you can't. You know why? Because you have to give all your credit to your religion. Now, this ties into chakra shit. Because if you read Sofrel 3, when I talk about the Aritu, Aritu are chakras, but Aritu is the most closest to the Africoid stocks link lineage of bloodline. We spoke those words, so I like that vibration a lot better than chakra. But And chakra, we say chakra, but it's ch. It's chakra, like, you feel me? But, you know, it's, I read too. So the solar plexus I read to is where your personal identity is. It's blocked by shame or pride, right? Shame or pride. And shame or pride are predicated off of your feelings of onus. How do you internalize your feelings? Do you have, um, 
Are you guilty for them? You know what I mean? Do you give yourself credit or do you place blame? And here's the thing about it. Once you step into religion, you can't take credit for shit you do. You feel me? You can't create, and it's accountability. So you can't take credit or blame for nothing you do because nothing is ever you. It's a, it's a smart scapegoat. Motherfuckers get a soul up from their birth. Like, I'm going to go ahead and get baptized and fill with the Holy Ghost. Now, I don't even have to, like, people realize that when people start crossing to a religion, they, they, they don't think no more. They just walk by faith. They don't think anymore. They shut their minds down because, oh, well, this is all guided by God. He's going, he, he leads me. Their life is led by gods and devils. And they have no control whatsoever. That is scary as fuck to think about. Imagine a man as men, we're supposed to be the leaders and shit. And we're religious men. And in our devotion, in our devotion, our highs belongs to gods and our lows belong to devils. And we have no control of anything in between. When we get horny and we want to fuck something and we, oh, that's the devil. That ain't the devil. That's your body telling you that you want some pussy. It's okay. You feel me? It's little things like that that we do. It's subtle things like that that we do. And as we develop, it fucks us. Because now when we're religious and we're 40, 50 years old and we still can't solve a problem, motherfuckers be on some shit like, um, you know, we get like, everybody I know, not everybody I know, but a lot of people that have gotten divorced. You feel me? It, it's like, it's wild how it's like the woman ends up leaving. Now, this is going to be very touchy. Because I know this is so real conversation, but it's going to seem as if I'm siding with them. And I have to side with masculinity on this one. And masculinity, unfortunately, sides with them. You feel me? Not unfortunately. It sides with them for the right reason, but it sides with them in this time. So I get it. So far, conversations is our manhood, but y'all know what we do here. So when we look at the divorce rate, Kevin Samuels had everybody up in arms. Yeah, women are the one initiating divorces because they're marrying religious men. They're not talking about that part. All of these women that are now filing for divorces and shit that are now becoming, you know, they're divorced after 10, 15 years. They married religious men. Nobody wants to add that part into it. They marry religious men while they fantasize and fetishize over the man who's not in a church. Because that's the man that they want. You feel me? That's the motherfucker that they want. I don't give a fuck about the motherfucker in the church because they know he bitch made. They know he bitch made as fuck. And I get it. I'm a, I'm a prayer warrior. And go pray. Shut the fuck up. When shit pop off, you ain't solving no motherfucking problem. Scariest shit ever. Like, it wasn't scary, but when COVID hit, when COVID hit, none of the men in my family, except me, none of the men in my family and stood up and had a solution on how to prepare and how to, how to maneuver through the next two years. You know what they said? Almost teared up, bro. My bad. I'm going to get my shit straight. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So, whew. they told me, like, we literally had, like, so i never forget the day when it was, you know, pandemic. They shutting shit down. Everybody had met up at my mama's house. And so, while we there, they talking about COVID. They said, we covered 
because of Psalms 91. All of the women were saying we're covered by Psalms 91. All of the men were just co-signing. When I tell y'all, we come from, we our religious practice, our spiritual practice, either the vaginas we come out of or the vaginas we go into and nothing in between. We don't have a spiritual practice. We just take on what the fuck ever because we're no longer solving problems. This pandemic was a problem for men to solve. And they didn't solve it. Because there was no masculinity. Now, when I tell y'all this is toxic femininity that is just built to destroy because it can't solve any problems. It can either build or destroy. Femininity is designed to build or destroy. That's it. It's not designed to solve problems. You see what I'm saying? But we're trying to use femininity to solve our problems that we can't. So this is why we end up in religion. So now it's like, yo, we got to keep praying. Covered by Psalms 91, all of this shit, all this other shit. So I was like, look, bro, y'all better get y'all herbs. Y'all better, um, look, try to keep these herbs on deck. Blah, 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 da, da, da. I'm good. I'm not getting this shit. All them niggas ended up getting the vaccine. All them niggas ended up getting COVID. The one motherfucker, the one motherfucker who's not in the church, the one motherfucker who's not a religion, the one motherfucker who they keep saying is a devil worshiper was the only one that survived this shit. Well, we all survived it, but you feel me? Made it through the whole thing. You feel me? Made it through the whole motherfucking thing. And I know, well, seeing you got a cold right motherfucking now. This code is because I changed climates, time zones in a matter of moments without resting. That was my fault. I'm a hard-headed motherfucker. Um, sometimes I take my masculinity too serious, so I always have to solve a problem. So I went straight back to working and getting back in my shit rather than just, yo, bro, adjust and then get back into it. So my immunity, my body had a shift between adjusting from time zones, adjusting to climate changes, um, everything. Degree change. Like, it was a lot. It was a lot that actually happened when I, when I got a cold. But... You feel me? I never caught COVID <laughs> and I never had to get a vaccine. And it was sad because <laughs> religion lost. Religion is the reason why when it all when it was all said and done, that's why they went the way that it went. And when I heard my uncles, and this is what this is what almost made me cry. Because when my uncles were like, we are not scientists. We gotta listen to what they say. I said, but I am, and I'm telling you, and nobody listened. Nobody listened. To this day, you know how many, like, nobody talks to me no more. You know how hard it is to tell, and you know how hard it is to face a motherfucker who gave you solution to the problem. Who gave you the actual solution to the problem. And you didn't listen. It's hard to face that. It's hard as fuck to face that. I know it is. But as a man, as a man, these were my leaders. These were my elders. I couldn't, I can't have another cycle of this. I don't know if you can, but I can't have another cycle of this. When it mattered the most, masculinity, the men were supposed to have the problem. They were supposed to have the solution ready or at least be able to come together, congregate and brainstorm and put the masculinity together to analyze and deconstruct to get the fucking solution. And I was the only one who did it. And nobody listened to me. Yeah, this can sound off like, oh, a kid throwing attention. But yes, I was very frustrated that nobody listened to me. 
because I had the right answer. I had the right answer. I was the scientist. I am the fucking scientist. And the same uncle that said we are not scientists, the same uncle that went to my graduation and seen me graduate and told me, he said, I'm so proud of you because I finally got a scientist in my family. But because I quit med school, all of that shit is gone. <laughs> See how religious people are? Belief is a motherfucker. You have faith in something as long as you can see it in that. But you don't even have faith. You have faith in the title. You don't have faith in the being. So as long as it was, oh, I'm in school, they see the, but it's like, once I left and I seen, okay, nah, fuck that. I got a better way to do this shit. <laughs> I told you how to prevent it. And they couldn't stop it. And that shit hurt because that made me look at, I had to take a step back and say, my bloodline is not ready for this. And I realized in that moment, in that moment, I realized a lot of things. As a man, I realized that the past, you got, this is going to sound very morbid. And if your family is your family, cool. But sometimes you got to separate the title and see the people and realize what reality really is. I got You got to let the past die sometimes. When it comes to masculinity, like, one thing that I've learned is a lot of people like, yo, you need to talk to more people about masculinity. I don't, niggas know. My shit's out there. Motherfuckers find me. Motherfuckers know where I'm at. You feel me? The reason why my level of masculinity is not being put on the forefront because it has solutions. <laughs> We're in a toxic feminine space, so it's easier to just talk about the problem. That's why you get the argument, the battle of the sexes. You feel what I'm saying? Motherfuckers can't because motherfuckers can't come to me with that shit because there is a solution. And then now the next our conversation, because I'm the I'm the vessel at this point. This is what I'm put here for. I'm the vessel that all the other conversations stop. If you like, I'm not gonna mention too many names, but there's an invite out for one of the those podcast shows, um, Battle of Sex and Shit. And I'm contemplating it. I'm contemplating it, um, but at the same time, <laughs> I'm going to kill their audience. Not on any shit like I'm going to steal the show or no shit like that, but it's like, yo, when I come to this motherfucker, your audience is going to change. For one, they're going to come start fucking with me, but for two, all of that other shit, like y'all conversations have to stop. <laughs> Low key. When people like, yo, why didn't you just, like, yo, you've been on this. Why didn't you just put it out? It was all scientific and strategic. I'm going to show you how I use my masculinity to do this, right? So when you look at everything that I built, only the people that I wanted to have it, the gatekeepers in the beginning, y'all are the only ones who knew everything first, right? Because I know as a masculine man, as a divinely masculine man, <laughs> I'm going to throw that in there now. But as a man who practices masculinity and uses his masculinity well, I had to look at our ancestors. One of the biggest things, and I learned this from Tupac too, but one of the biggest things is that we talk and we move too much before we have momentum. Like we move things methodically. And there's nothing wrong with that because that's how things are supposed to be sequential. You feel me? You feel what I'm saying? 
but we never get to the next sequence because we already show, we always get to a point where we have to show so much first in order to get to the next level, whether our people trust in us or not, or whether whatever the case may be. So it's like that little piece gets harder and harder and that's what gets us fucked up. So when I looked at what happens, I could have been taken out of this game from so far at one. So for one, I already changed the game. And when I knew what was going to come with Sofrail 2 and 3, knew what I was doing with the hitting the raw program, knew what I was doing with mastering the market and flavor inflation, I created a world where now my brothers can learn the game to, uh, to master autonomy. You know how to feed yourself? You know how not? Now, when I say feed yourself, I'm not talking about fishing and hunting. I'm talking about knowing what goes in your body and how it's going to make your body function. Okay. What do I eliminate for you with that? What problem do I solve for you with that by telling you what happens when things are in your body? Right? I'm going to teach you day trading and investing so you don't have to work, but you can leverage people who do work and run businesses. You can leverage their business acumen and just put your money into it. That's how, that's my science behind trading and investing. I don't look at it just flipping a dollar. Mm-mm. I'm only going to put my money where motherfuckers are really making money. The fuck? <laughs> that's how you trade. When we talk about Forex, I'm gonna this is a quick tangent. I'm gonna get back on point. But when we talk about Forex, a lot of motherfuckers, Forex makes a lot of money, but a lot of motherfuckers don't know the basics science of how Forex works. The trade works because you're offsetting values between currencies. That's it. This country's making money this way. This country's making money this way. I need to be in an exchange when you up and when you down, and vice versa. That's it. That's it. But the science behind it is allowing other motherfuckers who have a successful business acumen to do the business and you just get off, get the money off of it. You feel what I'm saying? But if so frail would have boomed the way I know it's going to in the coming years, if it would have went too fast, I would have been muted before I ever finished hitting the raw. I mean, before, if, I, yeah, I would have been muted before I ever finished hitting the raw. I knew it. I saw it because analysis and deconstruction allowed me to analyze the history of the elders who are actually able to do work. And what happened to them? It's like, damn, if they it's always the same story, if they would have had a little more time or if they would have stayed quiet or if they would have had everything done first and then put it out. It's like, where do you find that balance? I found it. I found it. Now, Tupac was like, a lot of the shit that I do now, I saw Tupac doing. Not only that, I got out of his words, I got out of his messages and shit, but I also got that he talked too fucking much. Too fast. Not in the sense that he ta- he told his plans too fast. I can't, I realized not to tell my plans, just show you the results. So now with the Soul Frail series done, there's nothing you can do except ban the books, but my gatekeepers already have the books. <laughs> When it comes to plant-based eating and shit and hitting it raw and knowing what goes in the body, the things that your body's supposed to use, cell signaling, extra, like I break down a lot of shit in that book. I give you so much in the hitting the raw program on how to actually put shit in your body the right way and what things your body needs to the cellular level, then how to reconstruct it back. So you now can create, you can be creative and create your own recipes and things like that. I did that part and I created the course too. Now I got gatekeepers for that. You feel what I'm saying? Mastering the market, inflate with inflation. I have people that have gone through the course. I have people that are in the inflate with inflation community that get the material. That got, I, I have gatekeepers now. Whether I can pass this shit on to my children or not is irrelevant. I don't have children. 
but this shit can stay in our culture now. That's bigger than anything now. This shit is in our culture. It didn't get co-opted like Wick did. You feel what I'm saying? They didn't capitalize off of this shit. It, it, it didn't get co-opted like the like Wick did. You feel me? It didn't get turned into the lottery like numbers did. You feel what I'm saying? They didn't de- they're not gonna demonize my shit and then co-opt it. But I got people that got it. And I said that to talk about the masculine point because now when I talk about going back into the religious side, religious motherfuckers talk too damn much. Religious motherfuckers talk too much. And everything is, I'm going to, you got to speak it. Power, life, and death is in the tongue. So they go out and run in their fucking mouth too much. Not realizing that with the power, life, and death is in your tongue doesn't mean the power, life, and death is in the tongue supposed is is to show the power of what it is that you speak the extremes you have life and death right but when your mentality is programmed against your own natural energy and essence you're gonna do destructive shit with your tongue even if you feel like you're saying good things your intentions come from a negative place it comes from a negative system if you're designed if you are wired to religion again this is what I talked about in the last episode. A religion is designed to tie you to something. It's tie you to the God, which is the highest conceptualization of your mind. They can tell you what your highest concept. Like, how the fuck do you tell me what the highest conceptualization of my mind is? How did you conceive God in a way that I couldn't conceive God? And I believe your way is better than the way that I conceive it. That's wild. And I don't have the faculties or the capacity and this is what they teach you to challenge or question the God that was given to me. Why? Because no, that is your God. Like you, you come on, man. He's been with you all your life. Has he? You feel me? How do I know? That's how indoctrination works. Cause again, you follow, you follow the religion of the woman you came out of. And then the woman that you're going to get with is either going to be like that, or she's going to be something different, but you're still going to take that on. You feel me? I can't be, I can't, I can't lie to myself. I never believed in the shit. I never did. I tried so hard and it fucked with me because it conflicted with my reality as a human being forever. Even though I was in church and shit, but it's like the more that I studied it, I said, you know what? Something in me said, you know what? At least understand it before you walk away. And I dove heavy into the bitch. And when I dove heavy into the shit, I realized, hmm, this is a mind fuck. This is why I say you cannot be a religious man and be masculine. Because if you're truly being masculine, you're actually understanding and you're actually going through the process of the Bible and you're breaking this shit down. A masculine man, see, this is what I'm saying. This is why I mean religious men are cowards because religious men can't face the antithesis of their own religion. That's funny, right? I get women not wanting to do it, but men not understanding the antithesis of their religion you the man for that. You ever wonder, like, when kids ask, kids need their fathers to ask, to answer questions. You feel me? Kids need their fathers to invoke, to, kids need their fathers to guide them to questions. T- kids need their mothers to guide, no, kids need their fathers to guide them to answers. Kids need their mothers to guide them to questions. Your mother's going to teach you how to answer questions. Your God, your father's going to teach you how to uh, answer them. 
if they're in line properly, masculine and feminine. They're teaching our babies how to pray. Well, if you need clarity, ask God. No, you you my daddy, bro. You're supposed to teach me how to analyze and deconstruct. Mommy's supposed to teach me how to synthesize and construct. She helps me formulate the questions. You help me formulate the answers. Mama helps us formulate the questions, and daddy helps formulate more questions. Mommy helps formulate the questions, and daddy helps formulate the questions that contradict mama questions, and nobody comes up with an answer. But I got to live on. But because daddy leads, we eliminate mommy's questions, and we focus on daddy's questions, and we still don't have any answers because of religion. But we're going to rely on daddy to pray so that we can get the answers from the masculine source that's supernatural in our natural world. See, not only did they take the man out of the home, they took the man off the earth. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> they really they took the man off the earth. Right. So then when we look at, well, what are the men now? Children. They're children with titles. See, people be thinking child, being a child is a matter of age. It ain't got shit to do with your age. It has shit to do with your experience. You ever been in a situation? Because I'm 30. I'm about to be 33 right now, right? But there's times when I'm ignorant to a situation, I'm new to a situation, I go into it, I feel like a child. I really feel small. Like, I go into it, I feel like the room is big, like things like, because I've never been here before. This is something I completely don't understand. I am a child right now. Feel me? Then there's other rooms. I walk in this motherfucker. I'm the biggest motherfucker in here. I feel it. The people around me feel it. They know this is my room. You feel what I'm saying? And my soul feels bigger here. My energy feels bigger here because I'm supposed to be here because this is where I'm supposed to be. So being a child has nothing to do with your age, has everything to do with your experience and what your essence has experienced. Religion won't allow you to experience anything. So that's why it's motherfuckers right now, 50, 60 years old, still feeling like small children because they are. And that's why they need that father. Now, this was the smartest move ever. I'm not mad at it. Yo, we're going to tell them. Like, So now, your masculine principle is in the sky, outside of you. Masculinity, true masculinity is analysis and deconstruction. That's why they always tell you. Think about everything that you pray for, that you're supposed to pray for, is a result of analysis and deconstruction. Say I'm lying. Think about it. Anytime, as anytime you've prayed, anytime you sat down in that position or whatever the case may be, and you ask whatever deity for whatever, tell me the outcome that you were looking for was not analysis and deconstruction. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to make these bills work. If you could just, just like, oh, what you mean? Like, okay, analysis and deconstruction. I got to figure out a way to get another bag. <gasps> wow. You feel me? Every question, every prayer, everything that we send up and ask God for can be solved with analysis of deconstruction, which means what? Your religion was designed to eliminate the masculine principle. But then it's like, well, saying, how is it all men? That's the point to show you that the masculine principle is not something that you have inside of you. It is outside of you. <clears throat> so what principle do you have to operate with then? The feminine principle and because you're the man it becomes a toxic feminine principle and you lead to destruction and you find women that are you know that's why women have to submit to men <laughs> that's why religion makes you submit to men and you can't speak in the presence of a man because tying it back to the example of the metaphor that i was using it was a real metaphor where the child's like mommy asks mommy mommy triggers the questions daddy provides the answer daddy guides to the answers mommy guides to the questions daddy guides to the answers right this is why you have to submit 
we both can't be guiding to questions. Bitch, if you don't shut the fuck up, my questions are better than yours. Not really, but okay. Men's questions will never be better than women's questions because women's questions are detail or questions need details. The more details you have in a question, the more you can analyze and deconstruct the shit to get the right answer. <gasps> Booyah! But what do they have us doing? They have us silencing our women, making them submit to us, and us formulating questions better than them, thinking that we do. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, bro. I don't know how y'all don't see this. I don't. I don't. But then again, I do. Which is the purpose of this episode. As religious men, you're not supposed to see it because you got to walk by faith. <laughs> religious men are cowards. You can't face shit, bro. Like you're You're made that way. You're fucking made that way. The reason why religious men are not a problem, not a threat, because we know you're not going to think. We know you're not going to analyze and deconstruct our oppressive system to try to break it. You feel what I'm saying? That's why they don't give up. That's why when they be like, yo, why don't, why can like people, people that are, you know, devout and religious, why can they still, you know, do certain shit that non-religious people can't do? As far as because we got you, the, your five hundred one c three agreement says that your church, whatever it is, it runs, and you don't have to pay as long as you don't violate or go against the government rules. One of the government rules is to keep black people oppressed. The fuck? What you think religion gonna do? Make sure these motherfuckers never tap into their masculine essence because when they solve and they analyze and deconstruct the world and they solve their own problem, what's going to happen? You cannot be a masculine religious man. Try as you want. You'll see what I'm saying. At some point, you're going to hit that wall where you're going to have to make a decision. Do I want to remain religious or do I want to be masculine? You're not going to be able to be both. Why? Because God is supposed to be solving all your problems because you're not supposed to lean on your own understanding. If masculinity is the spiritual, mental, and physical embodiment of the analysis of analysis, and deconstruction analysis and deconstruction i don't even want to keep repeating that shit bro that shit is it's, it's frustrating to know that motherfuckers don't want to solve their own problems like everything you pray for <laughs> you pray for analysis deconstruction man like yo really like come on bro every prayer that i've ever heard every prayer that i ever spoke in some way, shape, or form was help me have analysis and deconstruction at the core. That's crazy. It was to solve a problem. It was to have a problem solved. But because it's a problem, oh, I'm not powerful enough to solve it because this is the devil. This ain't, this ain't, no, it's not. It's a problem you created with your own energy. You put, you gravitated toward the circumstance, you lived in this experience, and this is the outcome that was created. Deal with it. Hey, bro, for real, though, at some point, we got to stop talking to women about masculinity and start talking to each other about it. And I mean really talk to each other. Not as enablers and co-signers, but as men trying to reach the pinnacle of our essence. And that's what the So Frail series does. 
So for a one is the definition. So for a two is the acknowledgement. And so for a three is the resolution. If you rock with the So Frail Conversations, I can guarantee you will rock with the So Frail series of books. So visit IamJustSeen.com right now so you can add the series to your library. I promise you will never look at masculinity the same again. And you're going to stop wasting your time arguing with women about it. This is a conversation that men need to have between men. And it's time we start having this conversation now. But the accountability piece ain't there. Why? Because we have a religion to scapegoat to. You feel me? Which brings it full circle back because there was a point that I was talking about with the solar plexus and I kind of went off. So with the solar plexus, you had your personal identity. So now with your guilt, if you don't have the accountability, you don't place guilt or blame on you. You don't place uh, blame on yourself and you also don't um, give yourself credit for shit. Anything good that gets credit is God. Anything that bad that gets credit is the devil. But anything that's confusing somehow becomes a blessing in disguise in the long run. But we're not going to talk about that. But when you're not giving yourself accountability, you're not able to place blame on your shit or give yourself credit for your shit, your personal identity is going to be tied to that, right? It's going to be empty because now your personal identity is going to be tied to the deity that dominates the most. If the devil rules in your life, whether you serve the devil or worship the devil or not, but if he's the busy one and there's more problems in your life than there are solutions, that means you're, the devil's kind of winning. Just saying. That means you're going to have more of a painful life. Your personal identity is going to be rooted in trauma and pain. You know, off the other side, if, you know, you're achieving things and you're giving, you know, you're having a good, but now you have to give everything. You're going to have a more joyous life, but it's going to be in the name of Jesus or the name of God, right? So your personal identity is tied to one of those things. It's not you. It ain't you. So now you can't even live your own truth. You feel me? But at the core, you still can't solve your own motherfucking problems. Imagine that you're a masculine man and your personal identity is rooted in the deity and you can't even solve your own problems for your motherfucking self. This is why communities are the way that they are. You feel me? We look at the pastors and shit. Like the pastor, he runs the church and shit, nice house and shit, all of this other shit. But like, what he doing? To, like the pastor should have, in my opinion, this is my opinion because you know how I look at life. Like the pastor should have, the pastor should have a, the pastor should have a food place where the Chinese spot is. The pastor should have a spot where the Arab store is. You feel me? Arab. But y'all know our culture. The pastor should have a spot, you feel me, where shit, I don't know who what other ethnicity is that where it's pretty much, you know. The pastor should have a spot where the Asian spot is and where the tobacco stores are. That's the spot. That's the location the pastors have. But the nigga just got the church. I don't get it. I don't get it. If I'm giving 10% of this motherfucker like every every month, like at some point we should be able to generate, the church should be able to collectively generate a down payment to go get a business. How has the church, the church, look, at my last check of statistics, I think it was about 10 years ago. No, not, not 10, probably like eight, eight or nine, no, seven or eight, somewhere around there. But in my last check of the statistics that I looked at, right, it said black church generates about $300 million a, month, a week. That's $1.2 a month. No, wait, wait, wait. I'm saying it wrong. I'm saying it wrong. It's wrong. My bad, my bad. It's $3 million a month. It's $3 million. No, no. Because it's like... Hmm. Yeah, it's $3 million a month. At my last check, it was $3 million a month. 
No, I was right. No, it was three hundred million a month. That's what it is. My bad. My last check was the last check that I checked in like about seven eight years ago. It was like three hundred million dollars a month goes into the black church. A business. I ain't even gonna go into that shit, bro. But this is what I'm saying. If there was really masculine men in this motherfucker. And now it's a deconstruction would have been solved a long time ago. You take the church's money, you buy the shit in the name of the church. Now, how much leverage, now how much more beneficial is this? Now your 501c3 that you have to run your church is not connected with the affiliation with food because now you can extra write this off as a th- So when you need to cater those, those Sunday dinners and shit like that, when you need to feed, you cater and you feed them with the own business, with the food business. Like the shit ain't hard. You feel me? If most of the members of the church, most of the members of the church are in poverty, that means in poverty, you're either going to be starving. In poverty, you're going to need food, clothing, and shelter. Tell me why the church doesn't have anything that provides food and clothing. At least. They should have a store. They should own a store, Goodwill or something. You see what I'm saying? To where, oh, you a member of the church, you get a discount at this store because you already put money into the church when you put in. There's systems that can work. Why is that like, you feel me? This is analysis and deconstruction. As a preacher, this is some shit that I would do, but this is as a preacher, this is some shit that I can't do because you can't provide in the hood. It goes against the government. Niggas don't know that shit. The 501c3 is purposely designed not to go against the government. The government is not allowing black people to have any progress in this world. You're not supposed to. So a pastor has no reign in this motherfucker. Except as a pacifier. He's not even an adult. He's a child. All religious motherfuckers are children. They tell you, we're children of God. Like, when are you going to grow the fuck up and become the God? Oh, that's blasphemy. Oh, okay. Guess you're not reading your shit, but whatever. You see what I'm saying? But this is the shit that we got to deal with as men. We got to face this shit. You feel me? And I know why I got off because I was mentioning that tangent about in the invite from, you know, whether I was going to take it or not. But in that conversation, like, I told him, like, not in that conversation with them, I'm still contemplating. I'm like, if if I do it, it's like, y'all audience has to change. Like, I'm going to fuck up the shit. Like, I'm going to fuck up the conversation. Because y'all ain't going to be able to talk about the same shit no more. Because when it's toxic femininity versus femininity or whatever, like that's what the argument is. That's why if y'all read So Real too, when I talk about the caddy argument in the man, that is a result of toxic femininity. So these podcast shits and all these motherfuckers, like that's all it is. Femininity conversing with femininity. Because where's the solutions at? Everybody just keeps presenting the problem, keeps talking about the problem a different way or how we should see the problem or how we are. Everybody's addressing the problem or having a question or whatever the case may be. That's all toxic femininity. And they just keep repackaging the details on how we should look at the problem differently. What's the fucking solution? Don't tell me to look at the problem differently if the problem is still going to be there. Oh, well, why is men like this? Why are women like this? Okay, if you look at it this way, it'll be like this. No, what's the problem and how do we solve it? We can't keep looking at the problem differently if the problem is still going to fucking be there. That's what we supposed to come in as problem solvers. So as I told him, I'm like, well, y'all want me on a panel for masculinity? Conversation about masculinity? Yeah, we just, because we like, no, there's going to be no more conversation when I leave. I promise you. I promise you. Oh, that's arrogant. It's not an arrogant statement because when I tell people like, so when I ask people, what is masculinity? I'm the only one with the concrete definition. 
not a textbook definition like no i'm the one with a concrete definition with actual resources that stick to the you feel me ain't nobody fucking with me on that shit bro Ain't nobody fucking with me on that shit. Can't nobody fuck with me on that shit. And there's still men right now. And it's like, yo, there's no men. Like, when you give me a definition that's as solid as mine, when you give me a definition that's as powerful as mine, impactful as mine, and it comes with the content that follows, and it comes with the step-by-step process on how to get back to that, shut the fuck up. You can't fuck with me, bro. You can't. So I'm not coming. I'm not, I, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm not do. I don't do the arguing shit. I'm not coming to have a back and forth. Like, I'm coming to solve a problem. Every time I open my mouth, if you've ever seen me speak, if you've ever been in the presence of me speaking, not just from the, like, podcast is different because it's just me here. But if you've ever seen me actually speaking publicly, when I speak, the conversation ends. And I don't mean it as if I shut it down, drop the mic and shit. But after I finish talking, I leave it open, but nobody has anything to say. You have to see me in person do it to see what I'm talking about. But if you see me in person do it, you know what I'm talking about. It'd be like, oh, shit. How do you answer that? How do you have another answer to that? You can't. You know why? Because that's what a solution is. I don't repackage questions. I answer them. That's why shit. Like That's what masculinity is supposed to do. It doesn't repackage a question for you. It solves it. Or answers it. Repackage or rebrand a problem. It solves it. And then that's the end of that. (laughs) It's like, oh, hmm. Next question. You feel me? Next question. I can't be on a panel and no shit like that. Because it's like, now I know for a fact I'm going to be arguing with dudes about, you know. Because everywhere I go, because what happens is when I start shutting it down, dudes start getting fit. They start feeling the type of way. Oh, wow. Because they start to realize they're not masculine. And they hid from their masculinity because they're seeing it in real time. They're like, yo, all this time, like, that's what it's been? Now they're feeling uneasy because it wasn't like, how? Like, and now, then they start to see that. They see the receptivity. I'm telling you, bro, I command rooms. I command rooms. I command rooms because my masculinity leads and masculinity is never in a room. <laughs> real shit. Even if it was masculinity, I still command that bitch. But I command rooms because of that. You feel me? This has been me all my life. I know the deeper reasons why, but I command rooms. So when I come into a space and like I'm commanding a room with a stance that nobody has, y'all gonna shut the fuck up and I'm gonna control the shit. And I'll be hating that about myself, but it's like, hmm, this is what it is. When you invite me to speak, understand, understand. If you want it to not be about me, don't invite me. Because when I'm supposed to be somewhere, I'm going to be there. Hear me well. When I'm supposed to be somewhere, I'm going to be there. And I'm going to be there full. I'm going to be there 100% myself. And I'm going to turn them motherfucker out. When I leave, I'm leaving lasting fucking impressions. But that's not just to say that I'm leaving lasting impressions as if, you know, I'm I'm, I'm leaving lasting impressions because I'm changing. I'm, I'm, I'm not leaving lasting impressions in the sense that I'm, you know, there to show up and show out and show off. But the way in which I leave solutions, you're going to walk away from that bitch full as fuck. I've never, I've never walked away from the event. I've never been on a panel. I've never sat somewhere where a motherfucker walked away from the shit and was like, damn, bro. Like, I remember I was speaking on masculinity, right? And a homosexual dude was in the crowd. 
after the venue, you feel me? He came up to me, dapped me, and shook my hand. He said, usually when I come to events and they're talking about masculinity, he said, I always cringe because I already know where it's going. He said, I couldn't stop listening to you, though. He was like, I could not stop listening to you. He said, never once did you address gender. Never once did you address, like, how we, like, like being acting like a woman. Like, you addressed an essence, and that changed every, I said, I know. He said, yo, I respect you so much for that. I was like, appreciate you. You feel me? That was a homosexual man that came up and gave me my flowers like that. In the moment. You feel what I'm saying? It's what I do. It's what I do. And this is what I do as a masculine man because I bring the analysis and deconstruction. Here's where a lot of that comes into problematic shit, though. Because with a solution comes change. This is why masculinity is gone. And this is why they put religion in its place. When our ancestors understood God, when our ancestors understood deity, understood deities, it wasn't one man. It wasn't a single man. It was an essence that we knew was us. And we were trying to, it was trying to understand itself and get back home. You feel me? There's so many parallelisms that we can use, but I use one in particular that ties in what I just said. So, gods are gods are immortal men men are mortal gods that's it that's their difference that's their difference right there right because a god is the highest conceptualization of the mind right so when you take masculinity away the fuck what do you leave feminine so like a lot of we we we, we look at this manly shit and then we think that that's masculine you feel me like to get a man, like, I want y'all to understand what it means to wear, like, when they say the men wearing dresses and shit like that, it's deeper than just him wearing a dress. You feel me? You emasculated him because his faculties of analysis and deconstruction are so far gone that he doesn't see that wearing a dress is a problem. But he does see it as something humorous. <laughs> because now when we look at what's humorous, it's humor makes you laugh. Right? Now, the opposite of laughter is crying. But what is laughter trigger from? Joy. What is crying trigger from? Pain. So this is solar plexus shit is being controlled right here. So when you can laugh at the humiliation of yourself, what does that say about you? You can't have any value within yourself. If you can put yourself to be emasculated, if you can put yourself in a situation where you can be humiliated and laugh at it, you have no value of yourself. The motherfuckers just always oh, not that serious just for a check. Yeah, you say it's not. I can't like people like that. I feel I don't trust them. They're religious in, in reality because it's like they have they 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 have no analysis and deconstruction to say whether or not this is right for me or not. But this is going to give me a bag. Nah, you got me fucked up, homie. You got me all the way fucked up. But that's where we at. That's where we at as a culture because we believe in religions. So who's our fathers? The people that gave us the religion. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't even think we realize how subtle certain shit is. This is why I get mad. I, I tell people, don't call me no fucking boy. I snap on people that ah, it's not that serious. It is that serious to me. You've never analyzed a deconstructed while I analyze a deconstructed. You mean to tell me you'll call him the white man, but you call me a black boy? No, fuck you. I'm a grown ass man. We gotta stop doing that shit. 
You feel me? We chase white women, but we like black girls. You got me fucked up. Black girl magic. We got a whole show called Black Girls Rock. I get it. It's to show, you know, get let the black girls that are watching it see the black women up there. But we at some point got to stop just calling our women girls. We at some point got to stop calling our men boys. Me and the boys. Me and the boys. Like boys night out. Y'all are grown ass fucking men. Fuck you mean boys night out. <laughs> but you feel me? That's how we view this. The same motherfuckers that'll say me and my boys and shit will say the white man won't let me have nothing. So that shows that by identifying yourself as a boy and him as a man, you have already put yourself in an inferior space. You feel me? This is based I can't put myself in. Analysis and deconstruction won't let me put myself in that space. This is why, like, when I talk to people, they be like, oh, it's a matter of respect. It's not a matter of respect. It's a matter of hierarchy. When you say no, sir, and yes, sir, and you say Mr. and Miss and shit like that, I'm like, I address you how you address me. I don't give a fuck what rank I am, what position I am. Like, motherfuckers, y'all get those titles and shit so y'all can finally feel important. I work too hard not to be called by Dr. A. Huh? <laughs> well, are you? <laughs> Are you proficient enough or did you, you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck, like I trained, I was trained enough that when I got my doctor tied, you better call. I went through too much to be called, to not be called that. You feel me? But at the end of the day, that doesn't give you any superiority over a motherfucker because when it's all said and done, can your title save you? Can your title really solve your problems? Nope. Do you know how to solve your fucking problem? No. You know how to go get a paycheck. You know how to go get a paycheck and you know how to keep your problems below a certain amount of money a month. I know. I know. That's that hit. That hit. It hurt me too. Because I thought about back like, damn, that's real. That's what a lot of motherfuckers are. You feel me? They get a job or whatever the case may be. And they they use, they think money is what solves their problems and shit. So they now keep their problems within, like, yo, it don't matter. Like, more money doesn't come more problems and shit. You already have those problems. You're probably oriented. You just don't have the solutions. When Biggie dropped more money, more problems, I get what he meant in the sentiment. As in, the more money we come across, the more problems we see because you got more motherfuckers want to do this, more motherfuckers want to do that. But if your analysis and deconstruction is on point, you don't have more problems with your money. Now, your synthesis and construction is all because now you toxic feminine and shit. Like, you trying to tolerate. You can, like, nah, that's different. But now it's in deconstruction. I cut shit off. That ain't fit. Like, no, like, you're, you're a problem. This is a problem for me. But this is a masculine shit. Femininity is going to give you your spirit of discernment. But masculinity is going to give you your spirit of distinction. Can you distinguish between good and bad, right and wrong? No, you can't. You can't. You know why? Because you need a deity to do that for you. And again, there's nothing wrong with believing in a deity. But you can't just stop believing. You just can't stop at believing in the deity. You have to understand the deity and understand how that deity manifests and reflects in you and go out and be what that deity needs you to be. Like, it pisses me off when I hear, back to the prayer wars, it pisses me off when I hear motherfuckers say, you know, God gave me this problem and I gave it back to him. And, you know, it's what, so you're saying it's too much? So you weak? You got to take that warrior off your prayer. Like, you're not a warrior. Like, I don't get that shit. Like, prayer warriors never really do shit, bro. Like, so I just pray. Prayer works. I don't know. But it just, it, it shit just puts into perspective for me because as a man, it's hard to respect that. It's hard to respect that. 
because you don't like you're naturally. I know, I know men are naturally wired to solve problems. Off rip. They're naturally wired to answer questions. Off rip. It's it's like we just are, bro. We just are. And there's no way around that shit. But when you don't want to answer questions, but you just want like this AI shit, y'all thought. See, they've been trying to get rid of masculinity for a long time. But see, masculinity's been suppressed. They finally officially put the nail in the coffin with AI. Artificial intelligence. You know how many limitation barriers they're going to be from going forward? Artificial intelligence, because they don't be intelligent, is the highest thinker in a certain society or in the motherfuckers programming it, right? So that's artificial intelligence. It's going to be as high as that, right? When we look at <laughs> when we look at our culture and what the highest uh, form of you know highest thinkers do, play sports and shit, and you know what I'm saying, like motherfuckers who actually use their brains, like the intelligent motherfuckers, they they I don't know, man. This shit is crazy because as you watch, as you watch all of this shit play out. Right, you see, as you watch all of this shit play out, man, you start to see that the world is masculinity was supposed to come back now. You see, they killed it. The education system, everything, they fucked it up because now they gave us artificial intelligence, right? First, they gave us artificial humans. Now they're giving us artificial intelligence and they're going to allow us to be controlled by it. How in the fuck is intelligence, how the fuck is artificial intelligence? more intelligent than natural intelligence. And then you start to understand, like, so natural intelligence, artificial intelligence, all they did was put the program in and told it to run, right? So intelligence is, intelligence is smart. To, like, for it to be artificial intelligence, intelligence has the capacity to analyze and deconstruct. Being smart is the accumulation of information. Intelligence is taking the mind and using it to filter out and understand your your environment through your senses that's what intelligence is artificial intelligence is is the new masculinity they're not telling you that where are the masculine men at they killed them a long time ago they killed them when they took away our ability to analyze and deconstruct our world when it got to a point where we started putting our understanding like as men i'm about to crack down we about to have a fucking powwow right now my nigga get your blunt get your get your drink get whatever i'm about to talk right now <clears throat> we put all of our trust as men as men i'm gonna tell you we dropped the ball no we ain't dropped the ball we def- we stabbed the ball and deflated the motherfucker but listen when we consider all the way around what the fuck has happened to us? They took away our ability to analyze and deconstruct our world. Right? They 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 did it. They had to because first thing, this is how they control you. I'm gonna show you how to control you. First, they control you physically by giving you doctors. Right? Doctors that make you trust in them, but they tell you that this is information that is so complex that you can't learn it. So you just have to trust your doctor in it. Right. So motherfuckers don't know anatomy and physiology. They don't know their own bodies. Two things that we know, two things for certain that we don't know. 
that we need to have a working knowledge on for the physical uh, anatomy and physiology and embryology. There's no reason why we should not know the way our bodies move and function. We should not know the ins and outs of our bodies. Now, anatomy and physiology is going to break you down and put you down into chemistry, bio biology, uh, uh, different, there's things that are going to come out of that because now you're learning physics even comes into that because now you're learning the mechanics of the body. You see what I'm saying? But when you don't know your body, now you have to go to a doctor. <clears throat> I had a conversation with somebody a couple years ago. It was, it was wild because we kind of got into a heated argument because it's one of those situations where I understand, yo, I understand why you can't see it, but understand that you're not going to close my eyes. Right. I get you. I get you. It's not you haven't fathomed that this is possible yet because you haven't crossed over to where I'm at yet. But understand that because of that, I know that you haven't crossed over where I'm at yet. So I can't change my mind. So Shorty was like, um, um, basically, she was like, yo, you still need a doctor and go to checkups. I don't. I know the body. Nah, you still like, no. I'm telling you, I know when you know the other side, you know what they're going to do. So all they do is their doctor checkups, all of that shit is. If you knew anatomy and physiology, I'm going to tell you like this. If you learn anatomy and physiology, you learn cardiophysiology, you learn embryology, you'll be good. You'll know yourself. You won't need a doctor. You take those three signs, those three disciplines within med school. Cool. Now you add in pharmacology. You learn about cell signaling. Uh, you learn about pharmacology. That's cell signaling and shit, right? Pharmacology is basically cell signaling. All pharmacology does, it doesn't heal you or cure you. It puts the shit into your body to block or um, inhibit or induce receptors. That's it. That's it. All right. These medicines don't work. They either turn shit on or turn shit off. That's it. That's it. This is why you got to take it every so often because it's like, oh, your environment is like this, but we can bypass it just for temporarily. That way we can make that bread off you. Could we understand the body? So again, anatomy and physiology, cardiophysiology, embryology, right? Then from there, you go into um, uh, the immunologies. You go into um, immunology. That's pretty not, that's not that difficult. Uh the lymphatic system, that's cool to understand. Um, but all in all, the entire anatomy, physiology, the body, the, the entire body, you should know it, but you don't. Why? It don't take long to learn. <laughs> they got us like, they literally put it into our mind that it takes us like 100 years to be a doctor. 100 years to be a doctor, it don't. It don't. They just got to train you enough to make sure you're repetitive. And you can do the shit repetitively without thinking about it. That's all. You're going to go through about a small curriculum of shit, but it's just in depth. It's intense. That's all. You can learn the shit in four years. <laughs> when I was in, <clears throat> when I realized how trash America was, I was in my population genetics class in undergrad. And we had an Asian teacher named Dr. Zhu. I love Dr. Zhu, man. She was hilarious and shit. Like, she taught me so much about genetics, man. Like, she didn't hold back. Like, that's why I'm a beast the way I am right now. And Dr. Zhu, she let me, she gave me free reign to just ask whatever I wanted to ask. And like, when I, because I always ask a lot of black shit, but she was like always like into it because it seemed like she was studying black people on the low. But like, it was when she, like, when, when we was learning the population genetics and shit, 
and just learning the whole genetic template, it was it was showing me that if we don't know this about ourselves, then they are using it against us. Because when you know that a certain genetic template shows up in a certain population, it's like, wow, that's different. Oh, they they know they know us differently, and we don't know ourselves. You know why? Because we don't have the ability to analyze and deconstruct our world. You feel me? We don't have the capacity to analyze and deconstruct the world. We don't have the logic to say, this is why these school college books and shit like that, oh, these books are $400, $500 at a time. And that's why this whole thing is about the money. It ain't about you being smart. Like, because for it, like, think about it. You pay $250 for some Jordans. Like, motherfuckers got, look, hear me out. Motherfuckers got walls with Jordans from one to, what is it, 23, I guess? I don't know. I don't, like, I've only bought one pair of Jordans, and there was the, what did this? No, they weren't Space Jams. I ain't gonna fold you, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. I only bought one real pair of Jordans. Every other pair of Jordans I got came out the shoe lady. Fuck that. I came out the trunk. I ain't give a fuck that. You feel me? Because I wasn't I was young and I wasn't about to pay that much. But off paper, Jordan's what, 250 right now? A college textbook is four. Motherfuckers got 23 pairs of Jordans. Half of that. You feel what I'm saying? Like an anatomy and physiology book. My anatomy and physiology book that I bought, one of the, the best anatomy and physiology book that I bought was in uh, my master's program. I think I paid 119 for it. That one was good because it actually talked about melanin and it didn't talk about melanin as a waste product. It talked about how it converts vitamin D, um, sunlight into vitamin D and I was you know cool with that because a black man co-authored that shit. So I was like, I fucks with you, bro. So I kept that book and I paid 119 for it. 119 to understand how my body works. The reason why I'm saying this is because now it goes back to what I was saying. Like, I was having a conversation with Shorty was talking about, you know, you still need a primary care physician. Not really. I get that you haven't broken out of that shit yet. You feel me? But I don't. I, a lot of people think because I make information look so simple and I don't try to make myself sound super smart that I'm not there. So when I understand the anatomy and the physiology and I understand nutrition and I understand all these things, like, yo, why don't you need a primary care physician i don't need one i don't need one right case in point the beginning of this episode i talked about i had a cold right that i'm getting over and this is yeah because it's really the first time i've been sick in i don't even know how long but y'all have never heard me like this before so this is your first time hearing me like this. And of course, because I'm recording it, you know, the way that I'm recording it, that's come out. But what did I just do at the beginning of this? I literally told you exactly how I got sick because I knew how I got sick. I know my body. I know what happens when temperatures change. I know what happens when I'm in certain environments. I know what happens when this, I know what happens to my body because I understand my body. You feel me? So much so that all I have to do now is blow the shit out. It's just in my nose. It's, my nose is congested. Either blow the shit out or cough it out. That's why I keep, I can't laugh. I'm trying not to laugh because it's going to come out. Even if I'm trying to keep it cool. Because I'm on the last leg of this shit. You see what I'm saying? When it gets the worst, you're done. But when it gets the worst, that's when people take medicine. Which is stupid as fuck. Because if you knew your fucking body, you wouldn't do that shit. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. 
they create the system, right? By the time your body reacts to the shit and when you actually are sick, you're healed. Your body is just finishing off the results. Now, finishing off the rest. Now, when you start taking medicine, your body's like, bitch, I was almost done. Fuck it. I'm done. Now, these medicines have turned off the receptors. They turned off the receptors and they stopped your body from doing what it was already doing. So now you stay sick longer. The medicine actually makes you stay sick longer. And some of the medicine is cat, bro. It's bullshit. Motherfuckers buy some damn Vicks Vapor Rub and all it is is eucalyptus and Vaseline. But if you look on the back, no, I'm saying there's more than that nigga. Because if you look on the back, they put everything in scientific terms so you don't understand the words. You know why? So you cannot duplicate the fucking process. I can duplicate whatever process they make because I understand what they do. You feel me? Like, you feel me? Like, this is wild, bro. Like, it's men were supposed to be able to do this. So, when they took away our understanding of anatomy and physiology, what did they give us? Doctors and dentists. You feel me? Like, from the medical side. I say dentist because, like, dentist kind of works, but for the most part, like, because the bones are affected in that shit, right? So it's like, you know, how do you keep your teeth in a certain way or whatever the case may be, blah, blah, blah. But again, what are they giving us? Fluoride and our toothpaste to block our pineal glands. You feel me? Shit the motherfuckers don't get. Like, when I, re I remember, I re when I realized how sinister this shit was, was when I was in the fifth grade, right? I'm, I look back now when I realize it. When I was in the fifth grade, they used to come around and give us like a weekly rinse, fluoride rinse. It's time for your rinse, your swish. We ain't no shit. My mama ain't had to sign nothing. My mama ain't had to like, she ain't no shit about shit. I ain't no shit about shit. So imagine they, um, no, I think I did take, I said, mom, they got some swish shit. Like they, not swish shit. When I took it home to her, I was like, here. No, no, she did have to sign it because it was a permission slip. So she did have to sign it. And it was like, yo, it's the weekly um, fluoride rinse or whatever. She signed it and sent it back. She didn't know fluoride was bad. The fuck? Because the dentist told you that fluoride was good. Four out of five dentists recommend fluoride this, fluoride that. Like, you get fluoride. And they think because they tie fluoride, here's why. They, here's how they get you. They tie the fluoride. This, this marketing is 100%. This is why I learned this shit. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to start trying to wrap it up. As men, let me finish this thought before I go down that rabbit hole. So, I done fucking lost it. I got to go down a rabbit hole now. It'll bring me back. All right, so, as men, we need a functioning reality are working in our anatomy and physiology. We need some, you know, say anatomy and physiology. Um, we need marketing, branding, and advertising for sure. Because a lot you don't have to use the skills, but you need to understand how the skills are being used against you. <laughs> These motherfuckers market and brand a certain way strategically, right? So to get you to get fluoride without tripping, I'm gonna say teeth white. I'm going to put the fluoride in a toothpaste that whitens your teeth. And then I'm going to make it reality where yellow teeth and any teeth that are not straight and white are bad. You can come, you can get fluoride by the bundles just so you can brush your teeth so they can be white. You don't give a fuck about the fluoride. And that's what's poisoning your pineal gland. Your seat to the soul was connected you to the actual cosmos. And this is why you need religion now, because you can't even connect to the God you think you're supposed to be connected to. Because with your pineal gland decalcified, with your pineal gland decalcified, you can't tap into the God in you, so you need the God outside of yourself. Right? But then now you have to go around believing shit that ain't real. And you don't know that it's not real. Your pineal gland is completely calcified. 
but you can't decalcify it, but you can't decalcify it unless you know what foods go into it. So what do we do for there? Oh, no, we have nutritionists for that. We're going to create the food guide pyramid. You're going to eat this shit. The food guide pyramid was created by people who built the pyramid screens. It's the pyramid schemes. Black people built pyramids. White people built pyramid schemes. The Africoid people built pyramids. The Caucasoid people built pyramid schemes. They work. They work. The food guide pyramid, that's a scheme, bro. Because the food guide is to guide you the way they need. That's what I love and I hate about them. And they language. They don't lie. They do not lie. They will tell you the truth in a way that looks like you don't know what's going on. Oh, this is our food guide pyramid. This is not what you're supposed to eat, but this is what we're going to, we want you to eat. We want to guide you into eating this though. This is your food guide pyramid. You see what I'm saying? You eat these foods because they know, and then they pair it a certain way. When you understand food combining, you understand that every bit of fast food violates the way food combining works. That's why your food don't digest. That's why you can't shit. And that's why you don't digest and your stomach keeps getting better, bigger women oh i got this fupa if he don't love my fupa it ain't about you having a fupa you ain't shitting you ain't shitting right i don't care what you say that's it and this would get me like how do y'all end up eating ass most motherfuckers is constipated ain't shit in two three days and you eating ass y'all niggas is weird bro what is wrong with y'all for real that shit crazy damn but again, because y'all don't know anatomy and physiology, I think shit is, oh, shit, I don't mind a little gut. You should mind a little gut because now you got to see what's causing that little gut because now you have to solve that problem. But like I said, the food guide, they say you eat certain foods. Like a lot of the, like every burger violates the food combination. So your body doesn't digest. How many burgers do you eat? How many burgers have you eaten in your lifetime? You feel me? Oh, make sure you get you a salad. Oh, we're just going to raise the price on salads. Nigga, fuck that. Nah, 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 fuck that. Raise the price on salads. They don't want no salads. And then don't even give them leaf. Like, and then give them empty lettuce. See, motherfuckers be like, salads, they don't fill me up. Because they purposely sell convenient salads with empty lettuce. You're not going to get full off that shit? You're not supposed to. You ever go to one of those salad bowl places where they got thick ass bundles of kale and arugula, spinach, all of that shit. The shit that got, like, not lettuce. I mean, like, shit that got names to it, you know. Um, there's a lot of different, you know, there's a lot of different leafy green vegetables that are not just lettuce, but we think it's just lettuce. You feel me? That will actually fill you up and be fibrous enough to push through shit. But this shit is depleted because it's iceberg lemon shit. is not real. It's just filler. And that's they can sell it by the bulk. But you don't know that shit. They gave you the, you know, so they gave you the food guy. So we're not going to... You know what I mean? We're not going to, uh, we don't want you to know your body. Fuck that. That's stupid. We'll, we'll give you your doctors. We don't want you to know how to eat. We'll give you your nutritionist and create the food guide pyramid for you and tell you what to eat. Now, we don't want you to know how to heal yourself, so we're going to give you pharmaceuticals, right? You don't learn about herbalism. You don't learn about these things. We're going to tell you that the herbalist and shit is wrong. We're going to tell you about nature is wrong because nature got it wrong. We don't, nature doesn't do it right. But now we're going to put this in place. For we're gonna have somebody who's gonna, you know, pharmacies and shit like that. Like all of these things are still running, and all of these things are running because of the ignorance of the people. That's it. I tell people all the time they be thinking I'm trying to be funny. Yo, capitalism only works because motherfuckers is ignorant and lazy. 
And it's not solely because they're ignorant and lazy, but they lost the masculine faculty. They lost the ability to analyze and deconstruct their own world. And they're comfortable not doing it. All because they still tie to a religion. A religion and, and, and the faith of religion. I know it's like, well, see, how does that tie to religion? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you. Because the very people that gave you your religion are the very people that give you the things that you don't have to, quote unquote, worry about. You feel me? They control you. So the religious man can no longer analyze and deconstruct his world. He doesn't question if his anatomy, if he doesn't, he, he relies on the outside sources to provide for him. You feel me? Motherfuckers get diagnosed with cancer and eventually and easily go to chemo rather than, uh, let me stop doing what gave me the cancer. Cause I don't know what gave me the cancer. Cause they didn't tell me that. I don't know. I just have to now trust that my ignorance now has to put my faith in the doctor to tell me, Hey, mm, you're not, um, yeah, I don't know, buddy. You're not going to make it Damn. How would have, how much more easier would it have been if I would have been proactive all my life? You see what I'm saying? They took away your ability to analyze and deconstruct your world freely. You feel what I'm saying? Motherfuckers can't even grow shit no more. I got a green thumb. I keep it to myself, but I grow shit. I can grow shit. I grew an apple tree when I was a kid. You feel me? It got cut down, but I drew I grew an apple tree when I was a kid. Motherfucker, everything that I grew, somebody else killed it when they when I, you know, left it to their care. You feel me? I grew, I started plants, you know, same, you know what I'm saying, from my mama and shit. And then, like, certain plants, you know, because we, we cater to life differently. So it's, I can always start a garden. It ain't hard. I know how to grow shit. You feel what I'm saying? How many of us know how to grow shit? I know how to create compost. I know how to do certain, like, I know how to do this shit. How many of us do? No, but you, you, you know, you're like, if a food shortage hit right now, what you going to do? Nothing. You're going to pray. You're going to pray. You feel me? This last two this last two years that we had with the pandemic should have showed y'all what religion really was. I, if it, this is what I told people. I said, if anybody left religion, if, if anybody was going to wake up, it was going to be in the last 2000, last two years. If anybody was going to stay asleep, it was going to be solidified in the last two years. We done. Like, that's it. That spiritual awakening, the final battle, the curtain call, all that shit, that was it. Revelations, the hitting of that shit, that was it. The last two years was it. That was it. Motherfuckers spent all of this time talking about, you know, marks of the beast and all of this shit and ended up getting the vaccine. <laughs> you broke. You broke. I would hate for, that's why I tell motherfuckers, I would hate for hell to be real. I would hate for the devil and all this shit to be real. Y'all motherfuckers better hope I'm right. Because if y'all broke like that because y'all couldn't go outside, imagine what it's going to really be like when you got gnashing teeth and shit clashing at you every fucking day until you break. Y'all broke because you couldn't go outside. <laughs> your ability to analyze, deconstruct your world is gone. You feel me? Because you couldn't go outside. You broke to get vaccinated. Damn. Damn, that shows power in you not being in control of yourself. You feel me? When it comes to your mind, that's why I did that episode on psychology and shit the way that I did because they got you thinking that psychology is like, no, they create the psychology to make the behaviors. Well, you know that now you can understand your psychology. So all of the shit that this diagnosis shit is created. So when I tell y'all the world isn't being run by masculine men, 
is being run by toxically feminine men. So everything is designed for construction. I mean, destruction. When we see the shit that they do to us, it's a long-term destruction. That's why we don't see, you know, I didn't die immediately. I know, but your life's cut short. Well, we're going to die anyway. See, 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 that's why y'all don't even believe in living. Motherfuckers don't believe in living. They believe in dying in one day. Wow. That's crazy, right? Sit with that. Sit with that. A lot of motherfuckers really don't believe in living. They believe in dying one day. <laughs> wow. That shit hit me different, bro. I'm going to say it one more time, but I'm going to keep going. A lot of motherfuckers don't believe in living. They believe in dying one day. You only die once. You only die one time. That's it. And people live their life as if they're going to die one day. That's crazy. Because you never know when that one day is. And then not knowing when that one day is, you don't live any of your days. And it's all because of the religion that we follow. Yeah, I'm going to bring it back. And it's all because of the religion we follow. And as men, it's the religion that we follow that we don't analyze and deconstruct. Why? Because like I said, we're taking our religion. We only follow the religions of the pussy we going out of or the pussy we coming into. Yoni, vagina, whatever the fuck you want to call it. That's all we worship. That's all we that's all we fuck up. And then when we end this shit, we just we 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 play the role while we getting pussy. Things don't be really believing that shit, bro. I know they don't, because if you actually analyze and deconstruct it, like it's you have to come to terms with reality, bro. As a man, as a man who actually analyzes and deconstruct this world, it gets to a point where if you analyze and deconstruct your world and you come down to a solution that's irrational, as a rational being, you have to go against that. If you stay in the irrationality after you have analyzed and deconstructed, you are insane. Either you are insane or you are not comprehending. You can call it however you want to, but you are either insane or not comprehending what you are reading and understanding. And I'm saying that because when we look at things like the entire doctrines of the book, everybody would say things like these contradict this or this contradict. Like, how can you not have how can you not understand what you're supposed to understand? Oh, I ain't read that yet. Oh, wow. Get out my face. Our conversation does not need to keep going. You see what I'm saying? But you relying on who? The pastor got the word. The pastor got to give me this. The pastor got to give me that. That's why it's always going to be levels. This is why men will never be men in religion standpoint because it always has to be levels of a hierarchy. The pastor, the deacon, the bishop, or whoever comes first and after that first and all that is levels to where a man feels like a man. You married a man in a church who doesn't have any position in the church. You married a coward. If you're listening, I know because the women are here. But if you are a man who has no position in the church, you are at the bottom. You're a coward. You're not. You're not that. Because even the pastor is a coward. The pastor is a coward because even him and his right, he can't do shit with what he's doing. Now, there is a pastor. He is weird, but I fucks with what he's trying to do. He's trying to grow weed. Like, he's like, he wants to grow weed so he can teach farming and shit. Nigga, you could have did that with actual fruits and vegetables and fed your fucking community. Stupid. The fuck you wait for weed to come out for? Because it was about the fucking money. It wasn't about the people. Oh, y'all gonna smoke weed anyway? Might as well buy it from the church. Buy your weed from God. You see how fucking stupid these niggas are, bro? This is why I can't fuck with religious men. 
You feel me? This is why I have no, I got, this is why I have no compassion. I have no care for the masculine men in religion because there are none. The same motherfucker, like, he's been a pastor for years. You feel me? Now, because it's legal. Oh, yeah. I want a motherfucking start growing so we can teach them how to farm. No, nigga, you could have taught them how to farm with growing tomatoes, cucumbers, beans, greens, tomatoes, potatoes, chicken. Like, you could have taught them how to farm any fucking thing. But you wait for weed to come out. Your analysis and deconstruction ain't right. You can't analyze and deconstruct your world properly. Therefore, you can't even lead your people correctly. You feel me? So much so that you, you, I'm going to say this and I'm really going to wrap this shit up. If there were masculine men in the church, if masculinity was in the world and masculinity was in religion, no human being could ever possibly feel comfortable calling themselves a fucking sheep. Sheep are the most docile, ignorant, stupid, subservient beings on the face of this earth. You can have sheep in an entire open field. Literally, no gate. Just put two poles up and you can walk every single one of those sheep straight through those two poles despite having open space to go around those poles. And your religion calls you sheep. And you have to be lorded over by a shepherd. So you go into this religion and you thrive and develop subconsciously as a sheep who needs a shepherd at all times. Ain't no masculinity in that. How the fuck did you analyze and deconstruct that to realize that you? How did you analyze and deconstruct to realize that you are the highest prize of creation. You're creating the image and likeness of a deity who is perfect, all seeing, all this, all that. And you're in the image and likeness you're creating and you've been reduced to a motherfucking sheep. Tell me how that fucking feels. And don't forget to check out Palacafe Clothing. Formerly Just Seen's merch. Get all of your intricate designs crafted specifically for the melanated being to develop a positive imagery within self and to have a little bit of fun in the process. From the peace, love, knowledge, and freedom to the dead horses and water designs, all the styles are crafted for the imagery to make you feel as you're supposed to feel. Because as I always say, the best way to fit in is to stand out. And what better way to stand out than with your exclusive styles of Cafe clothing? All right, all right. I'm going to go ahead and end it there. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and end it there. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and end it there. That's, you know, that's how I feel about religion. And it's not even how I feel about religion. That's what religion is. Whether y'all want to accept that shit or not, that's irrelevant to me. But I would tell you this. That's how y'all are never going to tap into your masculinity as long as you hold on to it. And understand, I never say give up your religion. I say understand it and make a decision. You can stay in religion. I'm telling you, I can't because there's no way that I can understand this information the way that I do and still think in the same context of the people that are living a certain way in that. No, it don't make sense. The shit ain't real. You feel what I'm saying? When I learned to analyze and deconstruct my world, I learned to see what was real. Black people, we've gotten so caught up in wanting to be devout because we fear hell. We don't love God. We don't believe in God. We fear hell. They made us fear hell. So we try to live according to the rules so that Okay, when I die, if I live this way, then I, I won't go to hell. You see what I'm saying? So in that, we give up gardening. We gave up all of our resources, our buildings, everything. We ain't got shit no more but buying power. We got buying power and ignorance. The fuck kind of shit is that? Black women are the most educated. 
women on the face of this earth. Oh, let's clap it up. That was cool when I first heard it in undergrad. That was cool when I heard it five years later. It ain't cool no more. Do you know why? Because with black women being the most educated women on the face of the earth, they're also being the most indoctrinated. And they're being the most indoctrinated in a system that is taking away their natural proclivities to become the women that they need to be. Because it's taking it away from us. We don't know about our bodies. We don't know about our minds. They do. They do. We don't know shit about shit. Motherfuckers be asking me like, yo, I, I tell people all the time, I don't go to therapy. I've never been to therapy. But I do encourage people to go to therapy because y'all are not me. Y'all haven't developed your analysis and deconstructive faculties yet to be able to therapize yourself. And therapize is not a word, but I'm saying it. To be able to therapize yourself, you need analysis and deconstruction. You need the other duality of yourself. That's what the fuck I've been trying to... I mean, I ain't gonna say I've been trying to teach y'all this shit because I don't. I want to take that away. I'm not. I don't drop knowledge. I don't give it. I just disperse information. Do what you want with it. You feel me? But I show you how I use it. You feel what I'm saying? Your masculine essence is going. Your masculine essence will really help alleviate a lot of the mental health issues that you have. It did for me. By simply learning how to analyze and deconstruct my world, my 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 anxiety and my depression stopped. <laughs> You feel me? Because the only reason why I was I was so depressed and I was anxious because I felt powerless to whatever it was that I was depressed and anxious about. Because I felt like I didn't have control. I felt like I didn't know how to do anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, I just got to keep waiting. I just got to pray. I just got to wait. It's like, no, when I started solving my own problems and shit, anxiety and depression went away. Because in addition to solving my own problems, Right, masculinity side. I realized that the problems that were coming to me, I was creating my femininity. <laughs> so, not only did my masculinity, this is why I tell people when you start to harmonize with masculinity, a lot of harmonize with femininity, your masculinity get better. A lot of motherfuckers be thinking, oh, you start acting like a woman, you start acting more like a man. No, bitch, that's your dumb ass to think like that. Bitch, I'm way above that shit. When you start tapping into your um, masculinity, your femininity is going to reveal itself and you're going to start to heal. You can change. You feel me? The source of my anxiety, the greatest sources of my anxiety and the greatest for- sources of my depression were because of problems that I refused to solve or could not solve. Or thought that I could not solve. And then when I started to solve my own problems, I said, oh, I'm putting myself in these motherfuckers. <laughs> I got anxiety. I get I get bad anxiety. If you if you watch um the Fresh Prince on Peacock Carton, his anxiety is through the roof. What does his anxiety come from? He's trying to get into Princeton, the standards to get into Princeton, be schools, be involved, all of this shit. All that shit gives you anxiety like a motherfucker. Cause it's you're making sure you're trying to solidify that what you're doing right now dictates and creates a reality for you that you can't see right now rather than just saying like yo everything that i do right now i have to see how well i can use it forward in the future rather than oh my god i need to solidify the future for no solidify now fuck the future anxiety comes because we box ourselves in too much of too many strict details you know what i'm saying we don't stick to the principles masculinity when you get to the principle of a thing the details don't matter anymore so when the details show up, they don't cloud your mind and fuck with your judgment. You feel what I'm saying? When I went to college, you feel me? My mom was like, you should apply to multiple schools. Fuck that. I don't want to be let down more than one time if I don't get in. 
<laughs> that's stupid as hell like i get it like they're like yo you want to i get the purpose of them doing it it's like you know and this is something that translates now if you're in the ewe what i'm about to say is going to make sense and show that i've been like this all my life but it's like i'm the type of motherfucker i'm not about to you know i don't like the don't put all your eggs in one basket i do put all your eggs in the same i'm only carrying one fucking basket now what i will do is make sure this basket is built to not crack my fucking eggs why doesn't anybody think like that? Because that's analysis of deconstruction. <laughs> think about that. A motherfucker will say, don't put all your eggs in your basket. But then won't reply or won't even think to respond. Well, reinforce your basket. Yes, put all your eggs in your same basket and reinforce your basket. <laughs> what? Why was that so hard? The reason why I tied that to the Eatwee is because when it comes to trading, every Forex person that I know that I teach now, they be like, bro, you only do one at a time. Yeah, the fuck? I'm not about to get depressed if I fail more than one. And I'm not trying to break even. I only need to focus on one because I don't need anxiety and I don't need depression. Anxiety is going to get me because now if I know I got one trade, because I know how to, how to get you with one trade. This is why I teach my students and shit like, yo, be proficient enough. Make sure everything is on point. You know where it's going to go, where it's going to go before you enter. So when you have the time to let it play itself out, you enter, exit, bam, you got your bag. Right? But when you got eight or nine trades running and you're unsure of all of them, you're going to fuck up. You're going to lose a lot more than you gain. I promise you. You feel what I'm saying? But analysis and deconstruction is taking me to the principle. Fuck a detail, bro. I don't give a fuck about a detail. I'm not throwing no fucking shit. Like, I, I've learned how to use both. And now, like I said, because using my analysis and deconstruction, it makes my synthesis and construction better. The reason why I don't, a lot of people be like, yo, you, you have a carefree life. You don't, you don't have many problems in your life. I got a lot of problems in, your, in my life. But when I became, when I tapped into my masculinity, I came to terms with the fact that I created the problems in my life. I created the problems in my life. Therefore, every problem in my life, I have to solve. Nobody causes the problems in your life but you. You feel me? I get it. People in your life can fuck shit up, but you allow those people into your life. I tell people all the time, you got to get permission. People people have to have permission to exist in your life. I only exist in y'all life right now because y'all gave me permission to. You dig what I'm saying? Y'all allowed me into your lives. Now, whether you allow, you allow me into your life for the podcast, for mastering the market, for inflate with inflation, for hitting it raw, for so frail, that's different. But you've allowed me the existence into your space because of that. But you had to give me permission to do so. You feel what I'm saying? Something we fail to realize. But again, it's because we don't have our masculine faculty to analyze and deconstruct our world. We only have the capacity to synthesize our world, but we don't have any resources or raw materials to synthesize. So we can only emulate and duplicate what is already done. We can't originate anything. And religion caps us off at that. Can't nobody argue me, bro. This is not as a man who, you know, was never in it. This is a man who's gone through all walks of life. I've been religious. I've been spiritual. I've been woke. I've been everything like and i know and i've analyzed and deconstructed everything that's what pisses people off about it because when i speak it's not it's not speculation <laughs> i take it to the source of what i'm talking about and now you can't argue with it and now you feel bad because you like you feel a certain way because you're like well damn 
what have I not been learning? Now you got to stay away from me. When people, when people meet me, I'm going to be the person you're either going to have faith in or you're going to have fear of because I'm supposed to get you to the next level. You feel me? I was supposed to get you to the next level if you meet me. Now, whether you're scared or not, that's on you. I ain't got shit to do with that. But understand, I'm likely the only person that can teach you that shit. You'll be back. <laughs> Another cuello. You love me in the money. But <clears throat> all in all, I really don't have any gripe or beef with religious people. I have a problem with the religion because of what it does to masculinity. Which is crazy because like, how do we end up in quote unquote, this is why words, this is why English is what it is. Like we ended up in a patriarchal misogynistic society. And that's why you're trying to blame it on masculinity. It's not, we're in a toxic feminist society. That's why patriarchy and uh, misogyny are what they are. Because it's toxic femininity that has to clash with femininity. And these men that are running the world, they toxically feminine men. They're not masculine men. That's why they stay at war. That's why they can't solve no motherfucking problems. They just keep putting band-aids on shit. And it's not that they can't solve problems. They don't need to solve problems because if they keep putting band-aids on shit, you can get people, you can keep people involved. Keep people thinking that there's no solution to this shit. That's why God is the way. That's why they have you believing in God. They have you believing in Jesus. They have you believing in Muhammad. They making sure there's a, a, a masculine figure outside of you to believe in. Because that figure is who has to analyze and deconstruct your world, not you. Because if you analyze and deconstruct your world, I can't control you no more. And then when you start to teach other people how to analyze and deconstruct the world, I can't I can't control them. You feel what I'm saying? So tying it back and bringing it all full circle. So when I teach you how to eat right, it's because so when I break down the things that I do, so frail, that was me. The so frail series, that was me going into the depths of you know psychology, um, spirituality, religion, um, the esoteric shit. There's a lot of mysticized shit that y'all wouldn't have understood i'm not saying in the sense degrading y'all or trying to break y'all down but there's shit that y'all wouldn't have gotten had like the shit shit that i've broken down is so for real it's simplified the reason why i'm saying it like that and with the pause and like it's dramatic and shit is because everything is so for real i've been told it's complex information and it's a mind fuck to know that that's as simple as it is that's as simple as it could possibly be. The way, the places that I had to go and the information and the, 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 to give y'all the information is so frail. You feel me? To be able to simplify it like that, to connect that information to basic shit. <laughs> I had to go somewhere with that. Y'all wouldn't have went there. I know y'all wouldn't have went there, especially if you're religious, you wouldn't have gone there because it's scary on that other side. Y'all are scared to face an antithesis. You ever wonder how I know what the Baphomet symbol is? Because I wasn't afraid to do that shit because analysis and deconstruction because it eliminates the fear. This is why you now have to have a fear in God or have a fear in a deity and they have to be matriarchal, or they have to be um, uh, masculine because we take away your masculine essence, which is analysis and deconstruction. So much so, the Bible starts off by telling you you're not supposed to have your masculine um, function. We don't want you to think. Don't need a tree of knowledge. That's crazy. You depend on me for that. And if you don't, I'm going to punish you. That's how much they don't want no human to use analysis and deconstruction, especially black men. Because we have a creative faculty. 
Imagine what if our athletes could analyze and deconstruct their world, what our world would be like. I don't see why it's so fucking hard. LeBron, at the primes, LeBron, Kobe, LeBron, Kobe, Melo, Kevin Durant, um, everybody. They can just, they can, they can decide, and they do it like this on purpose. I don't know if y'all catch this. Like, you got this person, you ever notice this person get a five-year deal? They get a three-year deal. They get a uh, a four-year extension. They'll get a two-year deal or whatever the case may be. They never make it, so it's like a system like, bam, four, 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 or three, 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 so they can't overlap. You niggas will never collaborate because your contracts will never overlap. You see what I mean? Your contracts will never end at the same time, so y'all cannot be. Now, you have the anomaly of two powerhouses. They become free agents and shit, but they not the, they not the marquee players. <laughs> Imagine what would happen if the free agents, when they became free agents, left the league and started a new one. <laughs> oh, you going to go to war. You really going to go to war. You are going to go to war. I don't mean like on no playful shit. You go. You better be strapped up because you're going to have to put a barrier in front of you because you literally going to have to kill some motherfuckers. You're going to war because you're fucking up billion-dollar industries because you're the $40 million slave. You feel me? Take that money. You feel me? Take that money and, and, and analyze and create your own shit. Like, you feel me? They saw what was happening. That's why they disbanded the Negro Leagues. We were better than them in every way. They disbanded it to say, if you just bring one of us, because they had, they knew they had that inferiority complex. You feel me? Shit trash. Shit trash as fuck. If we actually, if we actually own the NBA, if we own the NBA, if we own the NFL, like we can't own them. Like we don't need to own those leagues. We can just stop them. You feel me? They're going to go. Let me tell you how this world works, bro. <clears throat> and this is why <clears throat> I'm going to say this for real, and I'm going to wrap it up. But this is why I say you need to understand marketing and branding and advertising. Because the sports and shit is solely for the entertainment to put advertising in. <clears throat> they don't give a fuck about the people. They give a fuck about the advertising dollars and the revenue. Right? So... Only way you can put advertising in is through entertainment, right? Black people, we control entertainment, but why don't we own entertainment? Why don't we own how we entertain, right? These basketball players and shit, they get the money that they make. They know motherfuckers are going to watch the game. What channel are you going to watch it on? Multiple channels. What, like, you control the narrative when you control the art. You're the artist, not the entertainer. Know the difference. But you know, you learn that with your analysis and deconstruction. But for real, I'm going to go ahead and end it there. Go ahead, kiss your babies. Make sure they eat their vegetables. And our sons, hey, look, if you want to raise them in the church, do your motherfucking thing. But I can guarantee you, your son going to be emasculated by the time he's 12. And I don't mean he's going to be a choir boy. He might be, but he's going to be emasculated by the time he's 12. He's going to struggle analyzing and deconstructing this world. He's going to need help from you every step of the way to solve his motherfucking problems because he don't know how. Because he's been emasculated. His ability to analyze and deconstruct his world is gone. Because he still believes that another deity outside of itself has to analyze and deconstruct his world. That's the difference. We got to stop teaching our boys that. Coming from the last episode, if this is 531 years, 
since Christopher Glenn, we still in this shit. We got a bigger problem. We got a bigger problem. We still waiting to be saved. We got a bigger problem. Much bigger problem. But if we teach our sons, if we teach our sons early the capacity of analysis and deconstruction, and then learning that the problems that come into their life are created by their interactions daily, and they can start to recognize that, their problem-solving changes, for one, and their question creation changes, their curiosity changes, right? I am in control of my analysis and deconstruction. Now my curiosity is filtered a certain way. You see what I mean? I now know that I can I can learn through experience. I can learn through action. I can learn through other people's experience and things of that nature. But until then, I'm always going to be curious, but I'm never going to be able to process my answer. So I'm going to have to go out and get the answer from someone else. Analysis and deconstruction. Had I learned, had I been sat down and learned anatomy and physiology at 11, I probably wouldn't have had sex. Because that's how I was looking at it. But anatomy and physiology as far as sexual energy and things like that. Mm. But I didn't. I needed to figure it out. My analysis and deconstruction would not stop until I got some pussy to know what it felt like. Simple. That's how peer pressure works. Peer pressure works. You see the system? I'm sh- I've been telling y'all what the system is. It's not hard to see. All y'all have to do is see it. And then now, when the system works, all you have to do is remove yourself. See, the way a system works, you just input a body, and it doesn't stop. So you have to reverse engineer the system and pull your body out of it. Simple. But that's the system. Peer pressure, all of that shit, it works like that because there's no analysis and deconstructive faculties. And anybody who has analysis or deconstructive faculties at play, what do you call Party pooper, cornball, wet blanket. There's a lot of shit that they call you. And it's for that very reason. Because you're actually thinking. No, we don't want to think. Live a little. Every time somebody tells you to live a little, it's right before some doing some destructive shit. Or some shit you might regret. You feel me? But if your analysis and deconstructive faculties were there, you wouldn't have done that. So we got to make sure that our sons are not succumbing to peer pressure because their analysis and deconstructive faculties are on point to where when they get the curiosity, they know how to absorb it. All right. So go kiss your babies. Make sure they eat their vegetables. And I'm going to see y'all on. See y'all on the next one. Hopefully when we come back, I'm going to be good. Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom. I'm out.